Welcome, everyone, to episode 149 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Your intrepid co-host, Buzz, is uh, kind of in the first seat tonight, but I'm not alone. Drum roll, please. I, I have one other person recording with me tonight. Who could it be? Who could it be? It spends, but I sound like a frog. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a bummer. That's tough sledding. So um, we're going to try to take the load off of uh, Spence's shoulders as much as humanly possible uh, tonight. So you'll hear a lot more of me. Lucky you. I hope you have a cocktail. Yeah, maybe two, maybe three. Maybe you realize that uh, as I had previously said on the podcast i heard someone say that uh two manhattans is uh too many and three is not enough yeah maybe it's a one manhattan or four plus manhattan night when when you listen to this podcast it's okay we're gonna have fun we're gonna get through it together 149 uh that's that's a pretty big thing not nearly as important as our next episode um so let's uh let's talk what what's on the wrist and what is in our glasses spence go ahead give us a a quick of course so to to keep my vocal cords in anything that resembles a decent shape so that i don't grate on you all uh too terribly i have a polar 100 percent natural seltzer uh these are actually i think you and i have talked about this before Probably one of my favorite, um, just seltzer waters. You know, Big time. N- n- not hard seltzer, just a good. This is the cranberry lime version. I gotta say, their black cherry, I think, is my favorite. A um, lot of good flavors. A lot of easily drinkable flavors. I had a black cherry polar tonight with uh, dinner. Actually, then, then you, my friend, are living the good life. I, I was. I certainly was. It was. Uh, damn near 70 degrees in Cincinnati. I often joke mostly to uh, cause the tempers of our actual Southern listeners to flare. I often joke that Cincinnati is the South, uh, you know, for it's a uh, latitude markedly South of where I grew up. The weather patterns certainly are different. Uh, my, my parents were delighted. It was a, a mild day on the North coast today. And they, they thought it was pretty fantastic that they could get bundled up and go take a walk around the neighborhood because it was 50 degrees out and we were pushing 70 down here. Um, Oh yeah. So pe- peeled out uh, in a timely fashion from work, made some smash burgers on the griddle and, then we went and for a nice little walk afterwards, and I was so hydrated because of that that polar black cherry. Oh yeah, Kroger seltzer water, also very good. Also punches way above its weight class and dirt cheap, which is ideal. Incredibly cheap. They they almost uh, I so I've, I have heard tell that there are coupon deals where they actually pay you to drink it. It's that inexpensive. That's interesting. Yeah, it's they, really good. Well, the, I mean, yeah, the coupon thing was a lie, but but the the goodness of uh, Kroger Seltzer wire, the, the, don't doubt the veracity of that statement. That's for sure. Not at all. Not at all. So yes, I, it was actually so warm out today that when I went outside to monitor go karts slash throw the football around, I took off the watch that I was wearing 
because it was on a leather strap and I put on my uh, Seiko Five GMT <laughs> because I had just put it on the bracelet. But to record, I wanted to give this watch some love, so I put it back on. I am wearing the uh, SBGE 249, the Grand Seiko Blizzard, and I have it on this awesome uh, Fratello um, gray suede strap. Uh, you probably saw me post it today. Just most of my watches I don't wear enough because I have too many, but uh, it was GS Wednesday. Uh, it gives you a hint as to when we're recording this, and I just like, I actually. I like this watch better on the bracelet, but it goes good on a couple of straps. And since it was uh, non-sweaty season down here for at least a while until this random point in mid-February, um, leather straps have kind of been a little bit more abundant on the collection. But uh, yeah, today this went back on the, uh, the, you know, still on the leather. Uh, might go back on the bracelet soon, but yeah, I had to put this on wrist. But speaking of leather straps, speaking of leather straps, let's speak. Did of you them. see? Did you see that Jonathan from Brew has got a essentially a custom fit for the little like gap on the Brew metric? He's got a new custom leather strap for that that just dropped. And of course, I asked him. I was like, "Are you doing these with gold hardware?" He goes, "That's the next batch." I'm like, "Good, my man." Not that I'm gonna wear a lot on that strap, but it's a custom leather strap for that gold chronograph, and you know I gotta get one. Oh, exactly. Well, you. Uh, both he and you understand what Omega does not. The importance of having matching strap hardware to, to go with watches. Or an appropriate strap for the style of watch, not a two-stitch calf leather strap for a dive watch. <laughs> anyway, I digest. Digress. Um, I hope that you digest also. It's the old Bobby Bottle service joke. Oh. Yeah, Kroll Show is a underappreciated. I, I mean, it's not an instant classic, right? But it's hilarious, and um, like the the fact that he was able to take one of the skits on that, the Oh Hello, and they they did that on yes. Broadway. The Broadway show oh, was so amazing. funny. I love that show. So stinking good. Um, the uh, publicity uh, is another another evergreen that just never never fails to disappoint. Uh, oftentimes, my my wife and I, you know, point out when when we're doing something that's that's cultured, right? T- taking in the arts, uh, we think instantly of yogurt water, which is cultured, like. <laughs> London, England, um, gang. This this is probably niche. You're probably thinking, what podcast am I listening to now? What? This whole podcast is niche, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you, you, congratulations, though. It's been like niche septed. Okay, you found a niche within a niche, and um, yeah, I highly recommend Comedy Central. Over the years, has put out some great stuff it's put out some schlock obviously but some great stuff and i i just i just feel that uh nick kroll is uh kroll's show it's just underappreciated you know <sighs> good times so what have you got good times. what have you got my man okay well you know to to power this buzz heavy episode uh like our 
like our Viennese ball going friend, Mike Stockton pointed out, I, I can be a little bit more verbose when uh, the cocktails are flowing. I, I am limiting it uh, to a one Manhattan night to not fall into the logic trap that is multiple Manhattans, but I am having a Manhattan tonight. Okay. But Buffalo trace at Carpano Antica, when a little, little two to one, little shaky, shaky, because I just don't have the, um, maybe, I mean, I would say patience. I just maybe overall veer two or excellence uh, needed to adequately chill, uh, by stirring, right. To, to, uh, get less melt and just as cold. So I, mean, I, I shake, I, sh- I shake the living daylights out of it. Um, some feebud fee brothers cherry bitters in there um yes ango is good but i have discovered i just kind of like the cherry bitters in there better um forget the the name of uh, the cherries that uh that mike brought for us but they're utterly ambrosial there are two of them on a little bamboo skewer i finally i finally decided dear listeners to pay the whole eight dollars uh, for Amazon to send me a mm, essentially lifetime supply of uh, cocktail skewers. Eh, granted, some of them one day may be co-opted into artisanal cheese duty, right? Uh, you know, forever uh, doing one of those things where you have people come over and you put put cheese on a on a wooden board. Right, all of that with some meat, with some meat. lunchable. Yeah, exactly. Per- perhaps some olives. Um, by the way, olives um, pre- pretty dope when you think of it. The whole the whole reason if we, if we go into the uh, the myths, the whole reason that Athens was named for Athena and not Poseidon is that uh, both uh, both of these Olympians um, wanted. The, the city to, to honor them. And they, they decided to essentially woo the inhabitants by giving them gifts. Poseidon struck uh, the rock face uh, there with his staff and a, a, a well, you know, water started gushing out. However, being the, uh, the God of the seas was salty water and of limited use. But Athena gifted them the olive tree, which provides food provides uh, oil and fuel and uh yeah the people of athens decided that uh we're, we're into athena and, and named themselves uh after athena so that's, that's pretty good olive trees think, think about athena when you think of olive trees gray-eyed terror pretty cool yeah so um got, got one of those and then on the wrist, I somehow still haven't put my Tudor Black Bay. This is the longest it has lived on the two-piece NATO. Um, I, it's not great. Uh, obviously, a podcast uh, is not a visual medium, but I... No, it is not. <laughs> I kind of... Uh, if this was a normal night and we had multiple people on, I definitely would be putting it over on the Oyster as I'm talking. Um, but it probably <laughs> provides a little bit too much, uh, you know, need a little bit too much coordination for that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's due to go back on that oyster. 
but still. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it is a little freeing when, when something's on NATO. You don't, you can be a little bit rougher. You don't have to worry about dinging up the bracelet. And that is quite fun, quite good. Oh, yeah. Do you have a stretchy boy for that one? No, I don't. Um, and it's really to my eternal shame uh, that I don't. There's really is. Yeah, there, there's uh, the like black with the single red stripe. Uh, Boingy boy would be uh, incredibly good. Incredibly good option. I don't know. Really I've, would. I've looked. I, it's one of those deals. Like I've been. Um, I've had like straps in the cart several times and just never just just never go for it i want i want to be a guy like i want i i feel like uh like greg and maddie mcd like have perfect strap pairings for everything like they're they're the the sartorial excellence of of how uh watches stay attached to their wrists is an unparalleled I want to be like that, but I don't want to put in the work, right? Mentally, I'm there, <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, everyone wants to have a great, uh, you know, strap collection until it's time to start buying straps. Oh, well. Well, you know, Buzzy, I mean, you could do New Year, New You, like our, our friends over at Manscaped. We could. You know, maybe that's the new thing you could. You could start buying those straps and seeing seeing maybe maybe that's you. Maybe maybe you let 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 the armpit hair grow out a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know what you you may be listening to this podcast and you may be saying you know what I've got parts of me that are hairier than Spence's voices. I should call up Manscaped. You don't have to call them up. You can just go to their website. If. Uh, if things are south of the equator that that, that needs some work, that, that lawnmower, lawnmower 4.0, that, that's that's where it's at. Uh, it's got LEDs. It, it's got illuminating. It, it is illuminating. Yeah, good pun. Good pun. I can I can see that you've sired children, sire. Um, we uh, yeah, it, it's it's the right tool for the job, but. If you need to trim your your beard or your, your armpit hair, you know we, we they've got other tools for that. Well, they what what sing sing those praises, Spence. I, I can only relate. Uh, I can only tell people what, what a good job uh, it did uh, trimming armpit hair. Right. So uh, I can tell you that the design of the comb. With the adjust the adjustability and the way it pops off for easy cleaning and pops back on, easiest thing I've ever used. Like I said, word to the wise though, a four is not the four your barber would use. So start long, work your way in on the first use. After that, you'll be good. Blades are fantastic. Um, I actually used it. I took the guard off, trimmed it all the way down a little while ago, kind of letting it grow back out. Very smooth, uh, nice and sharp. No issues, no cuts, no nicks. Just really, really well designed. Um, good heft in the hand. Uh, again, you know, water resistant, so you can use it in the shower. Um, I didn't, um, but you know, and you know something, Buzzman. Mm. If if it's if what we're saying is a little unclear to the listener, 
maybe because there's a little bit too much hair between their earbuds and, and their eardrums. I think Manscaped has a tool for that as well. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, weed whacker. Yes. Yeah. Just in case you can't smell what we're cooking either. Yeah, you can use it for nose hairs too. I uh, I really to to me the the weed whacker is that it's hard to overvalue a tool that keeps your wife from using like small scissors right near your eardrum uh, because when when you get old when when you get uh, aged um, when when you've been around the sun a couple of times you guys start getting hair in your ears. And uh, it's weird. It's odd. It's um, silly if it if it wasn't such a uh, sign of aging. What you don't want, you you, you don't want uh, you don't want just bushels of it coming out of your eardrums. You don't want to be that guy. Nobody nobody wants to be that guy. So Manscaped can fix that for you too. If this sounds interesting to you, if you um, you know, need to have less hair, and you need the right tools for the job. Um, you know, or yeah, you know, if you're if you're passionate about that, or if you're passionate about just maybe someday, um, you know, actually uh, taking care of your your hairs. Check out Manscaped. We've got promo code. It's a buzz cut for twenty percent off and free shipping. That's right, buzz cut. 20% off and free shipping. Um, they, they make some great products. Uh, check them out and use use that uh, promo code. Uh, save yourself a little bit of money and it supports the show. There you go. All right. So uh, let's, let's quickly do some uh, fast and or fresh forum finds. Uh, no, in order to uh, maintain your your precious voice, I will uh, I will give commentary, give the primary commentary on on this one that you found. So we works o- for me. We often okay, uh, dear listener, can you remember the last time we did this segment without complaining about how there are no good deals anymore? We have decried, we've bemoaned, we we've kvetched. All of these things, all of these uh, fun, esoteric verbs for complain, we've done all of them because there's no good deals out there anymore. Everything is boring, yada, yada, yada. Well, that may be true in most places, but it's not true at the Rolex forums. For sale or trade. Mm, leaves the the trade window open. Very interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Trade alert. Um, (laughs) Is my Grand Seiko Spring Drive GMT reference SBGE001. Okay, it's got the 9R66 movement. Sapphire bezel. You're going to be tracking three time zones with this bad boy. 72-hour power reserve. Uh, the dial has a power reserve indicator, which we know for some can be a detriment. But just just hold on to your horses. You just 
hold on to your horses, whatever livestock you have, whatever livestock our, our, our buddy Spangler would be able to fix for you. Um, okay, so this is uh, 43 and a half millimeter diameter. It is thick at uh, 14.7, but you know what? You're tracking three time zones. What's what's a millimeter or two amongst friends? It's got that, uh, that gorgeous spring drive movement. Um, <laughs> the, the photos look great. Drilled lugs, okay? They, they know what the people want. Grand, grand snake. Fully, fully loomed bezel. Yeah. It's like a discotheque. But without the drugs. And the terrible music. Yep. <laughs> it's got boxes galore. Um papers it's a show dog globowski it's got papers this guy's got numerous references names four different places with references pretty good three-day return policy also but you know why would you why would you want that okay they are accepted only if not as described which i i feel that that's a fair fair thing okay new reduced price gang Two thousand nine hundred seventy-five dollars, included. There's a screaming deal, including U.S. shipping. You should have dropped out of your seat when you heard it. The number starting with two. I mean, it's crazy. It. Uh, the pictures are really good, right? Because sometimes you do um, actually see a good deal for once, and there's like some glaring like you know the 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 guy was like a, a professional uh, i don't know sandblaster and like <laughs> accidentally sandblasted his watch that he somehow put on like the outside you know like okay because let's assume that a professional sandblaster is going to do a sandblasting in a sandblast cabinet not just freehand willy-nilly but really wanted to know what the time was so he put his hand in the the rubber glove and then put the put the watch over the uh the built-in rubber gloves in the sandblast on style yeah exactly let's uh, yeah uh, sometimes they look like that as a matter of fact I, I don't know if I've uh, if I, I talked about this, but one of the reasons that I got my uh, Brightling Colt, my beloved Brightling Colt, used for for a screaming nine hundred bucks. This was in the the old days, um, when deals existed, was that there was a small chip on the um, uh, on the sapphire crystal. Right, and I, I thought, eh, you know what? It's okay. I can live with that for a little bit, and then just get it replaced. Not, not a big deal. Um, in hindsight, what I should have been doing is not, not being uh, so damn prudent, and uh, um, yeah, just used multiple three or four thousand uh, dollar chunks of my money to buy rolexes that will never again be seen at those prices but <sighs> i digress yeah this is in sweet uh, sweet condition it, it it's obviously uh, a big boy but it's also a technological powerhouse and um just 
you know, it, they wear. I've tried. I've tried this watch on at Richter and Phillips. They wear better than they have any right to. Yeah. Is what I will say for the dimensions. It's a Seiko. At the end of the day, they know how to do it. Yeah, I was about to say that it's as Grand Seiko as it gets, but I, I will reserve that praise for things with an art dial. Because to me, uh, when I hear Grand Seiko, I obviously think spring drive. And, um, you know, wonderful artisanal polishing, but I ultimately think of art dials on far too large sized watches. And I also think of, um, when I think of Grand Seiko, I think of the brand that is reticent to give us a true sub killer. Do that, do that Grand Seiko. Cause everyone, this is the year. It's got to be the year because right now, people see they they see Grand Seiko and they they think, ah, what what a what a missed opportunity to just 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 come in there and no nobody's pumped about Rolex particularly. I mean they it's hard to to buy them although it, that may be getting better right. Um, the prices have certainly increased rapidly, and um, yeah, you, the the time is right. The time is right for the sub killer, but they they never go for it. They never go for a whole hog. Everyone's saying, you know, you're, you're not that guy, pal. But they should be. They need to be. Ah, uh, I yeah. Okay, don't come away from this sad that they don't have a sub killer yet. Come away from this happy that a shade under three grand gets you such a powerhouse as this hit up, hit up Rolex forum. So it's a uh, spring drive GMT reference SBGE 001. Um, so that, that was the one that uh, Spence uh, provided. I've got a nibble, uh, if you will, on my uh, Manta SkyQuest. Um, but uh, the, as of now, still still available. And um, my uh, Doxa Sub 300T uh, is still available. So hit your boy up. If, uh, hit him up. If, if those uh, kind of trip your trigger there. Um, yeah, yes, fast forum finds, fresh forum finds. There you go. Okay, yeah. So let's on to the big topic, the big one value play. We, we, exactly, we, um, we have brought up this is a recurring, uh, I wouldn't say it's a recurring topic at this point, I would say it's a theme, right. Um, we know, um, to, to, to be completely honest, you know, we, we, we talk all the time as enthusiasts. Oh, that watch is a great value. That's, you know, it doesn't, doesn't get any better than that. Um, in the cold light of day, objectively speaking, uh, all of this is, it's jewelry, Right. It, it's jewelry in motion. It is, um, you know, jewelry that, uh, 
requires excellence to to produce. Um, you know, so it's 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 not uh, completely it's not completely bereft of good qualities, right? And, and beauty is an inherently a good, uh, but um, it is kind of hard to say that. <laughs> I mean, realistically speaking, even, you know, stuff, uh, stuff that has a four digit uh, price tag, right? I mean, it's, it's hard to say that that's a, a great screaming deal. Um, but people, we're, we're wired that way. And there, there is something that's, that's really nice. If you have the rest of your needs met, that if you're not forsaking things that you should be taking care of, there's something nice about having a nice watch. Or ten. <laughs> um, it, oftentimes, people will do that to um, commemorate occasions, right? I mean, Spence uh, uh, gets a watch for for his boys when they're born. Um, you know, uh, oftentimes uh, Rolexes were often used to commemorate uh, big promotions or, or new jobs but back when they were very easy to get, back when you might be able to get slight discount on them. Um, so, you know, in spite of this, I mean, you know, Spence pointed out earlier in one of our, our group texts that a no-date sub it got expensive gang it did it really did and it was shocking <laughs> yeah yeah it, it uh said nine nine and change nine, 9100 9100 9100 american dollars to be able to Forsake the Cyclops. Now, Cyclops is, I, I'm kind of a, of two, two minds on the Cyclops, but both as a, you know, a, a, a part of a tool watch, but also, you know, the, the mythological Cyclops is, um, as uh, Hephaestus's buddies, you know, and his forge making thunderbolts for Zeus. Cyclopses seem like pretty, pretty good dudes. Um, uh, there's a Cyclops boy that helped uh, Orion uh, find his way to the uh, the Sun's Palace in the East to regain his sight after he was blinded. That that's a pretty good good uh, dude. But you know, there's also uh, the, the Cyclops in the Odyssey, Polyphemus. He ate a lot of he ate a lot of Odysseus's men. Would have eaten Odysseus too if he wasn't so darn shifty. So um, yeah. Yeah, but you you could pay ninety one hundred dollars to to be bereft of Cyclopses and to um, be the guy that that points out like, well, you know, this is the Submariner. the The other model is the Submariner date. <laughs> you could be that guy. You could be that guy. I. It's funny being that guy, but I I do also love a devotion to accuracy. So yeah. <laughs> Good, good job to that guy. So, yeah. Um, subs are expensive. They require a weight. Price increase. 
Yes, they do. We're I mean, we're talking about this because you're seeing price increases as well. I mean, that that's the reason that struck a chord with me was because two or three years ago, that was not the case. And I know we have inflation and I know the past year has been outsized inflation compared to what we've experienced, but that just seems like a lot of money for that watch. It seems like a lot of money for any watch, but you're starting to get into territory where I wonder at some point, somebody marking an occasion that would, and we've talked about this before, would come in and say, not just when we've talked about this before, it was, oh, you can't get one. Now it's a, if you could, would you even pay that for it? And I know some people are going to say, how dare you? And so I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm not saying it's a bad product. I'm just saying that we're starting to get to the point where it's a bit of sticker shock compared to other things. And if you came in and you were like, I got a nice bonus, I want to buy myself something. And you saw that and you saw what else was in your jeweler's case. Would you still want that? I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. I mean, I think something that, uh, multiple of our friends have pointed out there is a uh, kind of a psychological barrier right at, at, at five figures um i think there's oh, yeah. i think that there's realistically one at five and one or two k as well some people are are happier blowing through those barriers faster than others but um a great many watch idiot savants, I, I feel, can mark their progress or um, descent <laughs> into the hobby as, uh, you know, th- thinking about the time that they blew through those barriers. And obviously, once, once you pass um, those milestones, it gets easier to... Uh, put down that amount of money again but there there does seem to be a very real and fixed one right around 10k that has most sober-minded men and women rethinking uh their course of action so all right you know if we're not uh if we're not doing a sub we want to um you know mark an occasion to me, the obvious choice is the the Seamaster, right? The three hundred M, the three hundred itself is very cool. It is also more expensive um, for the the three hundred M in steel on a bracelet to be fifty six hundred bucks. I mean, that's for something with better tech and you know not it doesn't really give up much at at all to to the Rolex in you know really the only thing is in, in the term of intangibles right and i feel like omega um has they got bur- a lot going on for them. Yeah. They they really do. They they've burrowed themselves into the public uh, conscience. Uh, obviously, with the uh, James Bond uh, franchise, um, they're they're well known. Um, you know, Moonwatch 
they, they've done a, a good job of uh, milking that uh, for all it uh, is worth. I just think, uh, excuse me, I just think that, you know, if you see those two things sitting in the case next to each other, I think you'd be hard-pressed to determine that one is worth three to $4,000 more than the other. You, you can do and a lot with that sort of money, you know. You but. really can. And I, I think the big thing there is – I know it's a pregnant pause. Give me a sec. It is. I, I think Omega as a brand stacks up well. And I think there are watches from other brands that stack up well too. I also think there are watches where you're like, I, I don't, I don't really know. And it, it just kind of comes down to, I do think there are still values out there, even at MSRP for what you're getting. It's just with price increases, it's becoming fewer and farther between another, another case in point there. We really like that new Breitling Chronomat. We really do. Mm-hmm. It's a great watch. It wears well. But for what is it, like 5,400 or 5,600 to have a non-jumping local hour with a, essentially a base solita movement in it, which makes the watch thin. It makes a lot. But like Tudor's got a jumping hour hand with their version of an in-house movement for less than that. If it was uh, the same price for less, I'd be like, all right, yeah, Breitling, I see what you're doing. But like some of this is, I don't know where the value is there. Yeah. Um, now, their old, their old um, Super Ocean with the stadium bezel, same type of deal, at a movement in it, below 3500 Much different story. Really dig that watch. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I find it really hard to... To to go with anything but a like a Seamaster three hundred M because like the three hundred uh, is excellent, it's gorgeous, and it's almost seven k. Um, yeah, people know people people know immediately what an Omega Seamaster is. Um, men primarily of a certain age will. Uh, uh, remember it uh, uh, immorialized in GoldenEye, both uh, on the silver screen and on your, uh, your your cathode ray tube TV with all of your buddies uh, overplaying the N64 game uh, version of it. Um, it. It's just really hard to beat. There's so many colorways available. The quote-unquote classic uh, Bond Blue the white uh, that you have for one of your sons is exceedingly sharp. I really dig the green that they released last year. The green is very good. I think that's very good. That's a sleeper. And obviously the black uh, dial is available as well. I I think that, that that seems to be just like such a default. It seems, you know, an occasion that you may in years past have purchased a sub to, to mark or to signify. And you just like realize that that's just completely imprudent. I mean, even more than it, it was in the past. Um, the, the other place though, and you know, funny enough, you're going to be running right, right back to, uh, 
uh, the uh, the Rolex family. Um, I do think it's hard to beat uh, beat Tudor. Um, the 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 Black Bay Fifty Eight is uh, just just screaming. Um, the the new Pelagos Thirty Nine, same way. I I insist that if it had a date, it would be the perfect watch. I would overlook my um, n- distaste is too strong of a word. I, I would overlook my preference for uh, other metals and live with a titanium if it had the date. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the 58, I mean, that's 3950. Okay. Um, in, in-house movement just supreme supreme dimensions um great styling realistically you're you're only giving up the adjustable clasp you know versus the uh versus the the 300m and and the um the sub or the Pelagos. I mean, the Pelagos has that. It's a yes. little bit more expensive, but it has that. Yeah, Hell, exactly. the Ranger, the Ranger for just over three is about as perfect as it gets. That's give a, or take the loom, give or take the loom color. So you say that's actually that's a very interesting point because maybe, maybe our uh, our idea of going with the three hundred M Seamaster. Maybe the only winning move is really not to play. Okay. And in going for the Ranger, going for that roughly 3K, you pocket six damn near 7K that you wouldn't be spending. Do as you please uh, with it. Um, Theoretically, you could almost buy both. Oh, yeah. Yeah, although, although I mean I've I've always thought that it's it's a better way to do any sort of comparison cuz like that comes up in the car, car world all the time. And now granted uh, I find that you fall into the I've got two cars and I drive one of them the majority of the time trap so much easier than you do with watches. Uh, because oh, yeah. cause, cause I've I've been there and I, I've I've done that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that maybe, yeah, maybe you just, maybe you just go with the Ranger. Um, and, uh, the light and the money that you haven't spent. So there's one other, there's two other things I'll mention. Okay. One, we know that the Speedmaster has gone up in price, but still you can buy it. It's an icon. Mm-hmm. It's been to the moon. The new bracelet is killer. And it's still half the price of a Daytona. So. Yes. And cheaper than this up. Yes. The other brand that I think we're cutting out, and it's interesting, not cutting out, but we haven't mentioned yet, and we should, because they kind of have a two-tiered pricing system between what you want, whether it's in-house or Salita-based, is our friends at Oris. Yeah. Because I will tell you, in wearing that new Aquas 41, it gives me this, like, it gives me similar vibes to a Submariner. 
it's a it's a dive watch. It's a black dial dive watch. I like the gradient on it. The bezel is great. It's got its own unique look with the uh, integrated um, lugs. And you can get it a little bit higher price point with the in-house movement with a five-day power reserve. You can go the other way and get it with a you know a 38-hour power reserve Salita. You actually have some, some interesting design elsewhere in their collection with the Big Crown Pointer Date with the PPX. So it's interesting that we talk about there being, there, you know, it, these are luxury goods. There's less of a value. And I think it's the Midwesterner in us, obviously. We're looking for what is the value idea, not as what is, oh, this is, you go and you buy your Rolex, you, you wait your six months, you're happy about it. But like at the end of the day, if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I also want to feel like I'm getting good value for it. And I, I think, again, we talked about Omega, we talked about Tudor. I think Oris deserves to be in that conversation as well. And like I said, there are models here and there, like in other brands that I think, you know, one of the other ones, obviously, they used to be in this in this for what you would get. Grand Seiko, they have they have continued to drift closer, if not cross that five figure mark. Mm-hmm. But I still look at their I still look at their entry level, their entry level thirty eight millimeter spring drive watch, not not the artsy dial that you're expecting to see, but a good champagne or black dial watch could be your daily driver. Hundred meters of water resistance, just absolutely phenomenal watch. Great technology in it. And I think it's right around thirty six hundred. That's that's cheaper than an OP. That's cheaper than a lot of stuff. And yes. if, if you wanted to have that kind of one awesome watch, you'd be hard pressed to do much better than that. Honestly, some of their nine F quartz stuff is fantastic as well. So yeah. like there are parts of their collection that you're like, wow, Grand Seiko getting close to or over ten. That's that's a lot for you. But there's still parts of their collection where you're like, this is still a screaming deal compared to what else you could buy. So, you know, like I said, I think parts of Grand Seiko deserve to be there. A lot of Oris's collection deserves to be there as well. Um, they they have such yeah, just within the Aquas, there's such a breadth of um, colorways of of design. I mean, I was actually leafing through uh, their website, just looking at Aquas's this past weekend. Um, the uh, the one with the um, bezel that's like you know machined out. Yeah, they've yeah. got some great like gray and red colorways and stuff. Um, yeah, they, they've got the the limited edition like the um, New York Harbor one springs oh, to yeah. mind. Um, yeah, they're they are uh, they are super super slick. I wish that uh, they had the the trick uh, r- clasp on the rubber for for all of their sizes. Uh, that would would rule. Well, it really would. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just hard to it's hard to stomach paying almost ten grand for a sub and having to wait. A, a fraction of a year, right? <laughs> to to for the 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 sheer treat of paying that much money for it, and the, you know this this uh, approach to it is obviously an inherently midwestern. Like uh, I'm not 
to a point, I mean, I'm not looking the flex <laughs> right that hard, right? That's that's not uh, that's not me. I, I'm not that guy, pal. So, um, so yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I think I think the big takeaway is if I could get it out, is that price increases are are you know they're just kind of eye eye watering at this point. We've had a couple of years of them. You've got inflation. It just it becomes harder to find what I would say is kind of a value play at MSRP. I think they still exist. I think you just got to know what you're looking for. And if that's not your bag, it doesn't have to be your bag. That's kind of our bag. And, you know, we talked to some of the California boys, too. It's, it's Sometimes it's their bag. Although I think McDee's originally from Chicago. So there you go. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the funny thing too is it's all, it's all anchoring, right? It's all like what, what you're used to, right? Because I feel like if you, you might not be as happy with something cheaper, like once you've tasted, um, like for example, I, th- I think that if you you had like something from from the the big three, I, I think you'd have a, a hard time like completely delighting in like uh, you know a Pelagos or uh, a Seamaster. Um, but yeah, I also know like being contented. I mean, that's that's a that's damn near a superpower, right? I mean, I, I've I've got a buddy that absolutely loves watches, and has a, a great uh, collection that he's built of you know a lot of Hamilton models and and stuff like that that uh, are, are very uh, sentimental to him. And uh, yeah, he's one, he's one of the guys I know that's probably the happiest with with his uh, watch collection. Right, so um, kind of knowing, knowing what your um, what your goal is, and, and going for it, and, and being being pleased, being contented with what you have. I mean, that's it's like a superpower. I mean, I, I don't look around and see very many sad Corvette owners. <laughs> uh, There's something to be said for. Uh, value for uh for speed or prefer or for performance and you know being a hamilton hamilton guy is right there so big time and if you're a stereotypical corvette owner and you want to do something about your body hair go to manscaped use promo code buzzcut for 20 percent off and free shipping i love how you worked that in right at the very end yeah that's right uh all right. Well, I've insulted an entire uh, entire group of people. You know. By the way, the the C eight uh, is the world. including me. <laughs> yeah. This is the only time I've insulted you. <laughs> That's you, fair. You should That's probably fair. use your weed whacker on your ear hair more. Twenty <laughs> percent off, free shipping. <laughs> Uh, real talk though, the C8 is utterly incredible and, um, I would want, I, I do want one. I, I, <laughs> I don't know that I will ever, that, uh, 
my goals in life will ever align with uh, purchasing something like that. But goodness gracious, it is a that's a great freaking car. You just gotta you just gotta wait until it comes down in price enough. I mean, you already drive a very impractical car. So. I do. I do. This was even, it has two trunks, man. It's way more practical than the Miata. Oh gosh! I, so she doesn't listen. I I, I had a uh, <laughs> I had a a very uh, good deal proposed to me um, involving a uh, a sum of money and a watch that I owned uh, for a very well taken care of uh, first gen Porsche Boxster, uh, which. I really wanted to go after and my wife was just like pointed out that, you know, obviously uh, there's no place for car seats. When I pointed out that obviously uh, I'm merely maintaining status quo <laughs> because there's obviously no part place for car seats in my present vehicle. Um, that didn't impress her. And um, regardless of whether one thinks um, that they quote unquote need permission or any of that, uh, however you want to couch that, um, making large decisions, like anytime that you're going to do something and there's title work involved, you, you should take into the account the feelings uh, of your better half, wh- whatever basis and rationality you believe they may have, um, which is why I don't have a Porsche in my driveway right now. <laughs> uh, and on that bombshell, oh man, on that bombshell, I can barely get it out. We, we got to stop. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right. Thanks for hanging in with us, gang. I, I still think it was a fun, fun podcast. Nonetheless, uh, hopefully, everyone's vocal cords will be be rallied uh, in time for episode one hundred and fifty. Good night, and see ya.